ready? I'm ready. Playoffs in August ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Rink Rat Report podcast, episode one of the playoffs. Playoff preview, Leafs Columbus playoff preview. We're going to dive especially into the Leafs in this one. Uh, joined by Josh Cooper in this uh, for this episode. Um, this is a real different one. Yeah, but you know what? Great to be back. Sports are back. Even the exhibition games. It's great to, great to see sports back on TV, especially hockey. I mean, we're going to get right into playoffs real quick, so it's going to be exciting. Uh, everything's gone off, fingers crossed, pretty well so far. And yeah, let's get into it. It's been an off season for pretty much everyone. Um, Josh, talking to the mic. <laughs> Speaking to, talking to the mic, Billy. That's a good insight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it, it's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait. Uh, let's go right into the Leafs. We uh, had our first taste of Leafs hockey in hundred and something days. And what did you think? Have you been more excited for an exhibition game than this one? No, never, never. So, like, absolutely insane. But Leafs versus Montreal exhibition game. What was the finals? 4-2? Should have been 5-2. Ilya Mikhaev did not put it in at the end of the game because he's a certifiable great guy. Um, let's get into it. Who stood out? Uh, anyone not look good? Anyone look like they took up a little bit too much time off? Um, surprises. And, of course, Nick Robertson watch. And I want to get into that one first. I mean, he looked pretty good out there. Uh, obviously collecting the assist, which it was a secondary assist, but it wasn't like he dumped it in um, and then everyone else did all the work. I mean, uh, you have any thoughts on, on Nick Robertson? Yeah, he definitely didn't dump it in, which is what, uh, for some reason, all the Sportsnet broadcasters wanted to talk about, how the Leafs oh forwards hold on to the puck too much. Because as you know, just having the puck is just terrible in today's game. But no, he played. thought he played pretty good. We know that he is... Quite a little feisty player, and you could see it on that goal. He had a really good zone entry, made a move at the line, lost the puck for a sec, stayed on the defenseman. I forget which which defenseman it was. Turned the puck back over, worked it back up the boards, slid it across to Riley, and a great little tip by Kerfa. It was a really nice effort. Those are, I think he's brings what our third line was missing because he can still play a very feisty game, a tough game, but he's got so much skill. He's got a great shot. He's gonna just. He's going to be a jolt of energy for that third line that I feel like we were missing. I mean, the whole year we were shuffling around that third line. Kerfa was moving from center to left wing and sometimes. Like, Spezza played center for a bit. Engvall was there for a bit. But it was a revolving door of wingers because of all the injuries. I feel like now that Robertson, Kerfa, Kapanen line is really good. And that's a guy I thought played well today. Kapanen was really good. Strong on the puck. He was skating well. He's a guy we know he can... He can change a series with his speed and how he's... We've seen him make, score huge goals for the Leafs the last three years in the playoffs. So that third line is going to make a big difference for the Leafs because you know you're going to get scoring from the top two. Um, if they can come in and chip in goals, it's going to be it's going to be really good. And especially Columbus does not have the best... We'll get into it more, but Columbus doesn't have the best forward core. That third line is currently Liam Foodie, who has two career games played fast player but two career games played Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno I mean I feel like they can really capitalize on Columbus's lack of depth but Nick Robertson getting a couple looks at second PP he had that shot that I mean let Carey Price let out a pretty big rebound on that one it wasn't 
I wouldn't really look into it much, but obviously I was like a hawk on every single stride that he took. But he looked pretty good. Um, my only th- I feel like he hunches a little bit, which could hurt the back physically when like in years to come. So maybe he adjusts that, but that's obviously not a concern as of right now. He looked good. He better be in the lineup come playoff time. Oh, he will. Hundred and ten. I think he's a hundred. If, if you go off the game tonight, it was he was getting every look on that line, and then it was Engvall was getting the first shift of the period with the fourth line, and then Gauthier rotating it after. So if you if you read into that, it seems like it's going to be Robertson on the third line and Engvall on the fourth line with Gauthier scratch, which is going to be the distaste of this taste of Anthony Stewart, who says that we need Gauthier in there for uh, for some truculence, even though he is one of the least tough six foot five players I've ever seen in my life, but that's a different topic. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really like, I really like what the look that the, that Sheldon Keith put out there for this game. I think the forwards, I have, believe it or not, zero complaints about this forward group. I think it's great. I think it's deep. I think you're getting something different from every line. And I think every player on the roster is going to contribute. All 12 of those forwards are bringing something to the table, which is important. There's no, there's nobody dragging behind this year. It, it's going to look good. And especially if, if somehow Andreas Janssen can come back, like you never know, you make a deep enough run, it, it can look even better. Exactly. I, I agree with that one. Um, the notes that I had from this game, uh, I really liked how Sheldon Keith actually threw out um, Nylander Matthews Tavares and he did that after we killed off a PK a couple times and it resulted in a couple terrific chances from each of them tonight I think uh, there was one where it was Nylander's own entry Tavares fed to Matthews a nice shot in there Carey Price saved and then there was another one in close with Matthews on a nice chance so it's good to see a coach actually use his best players and mix them up and put them all together so that was a breath of fresh air compared to last year. Um, one thing I didn't like, I mean, the power play from what I watched was in the first half needed work, but I mean, when it comes to systems, you're really going to need some an adjustment period, kind of, especially right now. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on the power play? I mean, both power plays are pretty sloppy. Well, Montreal's was absolutely I mean, terrible. It was, it was a minus not, two, it, it wasn't was it? Ugly. Yep, it was ugly. But because uh, they scored at the end of one, but that didn't it didn't count as a power play goal. It, it's a it's quite an interesting playoff scenario, as you know. It's it's almost like feels like October hockey, to be honest. Pretty Instead much. of the tight checking, very system based playoff hockey we usually get, where as you know, you know, it's, it's a narrative, but it's true. Much less free flowing, much tighter games. Didn't feel like that tonight, and from most of the games we've watched so far, I, I think there's definitely going to be a little adjustment where we're going to have some sloppy hockey to start, and that's that's to be expected, to be honest. But I think the power play will come around. Players are too yeah. good for it not to come around. But you know what? It, it definitely didn't look great to end the season. But from, I mean, it started good this year, but again, the power play was not as good as it no, should have no. been this year. No. It really wasn't. So that's something that should, we should look at, for sure. Yeah. Maybe making an adjustment, moving a player here and there, which I kind of doubt, though, with how much time they have to practice, especially with all the teams playing together. I'm not sure how the practice time is going to look like, but um, that's one thing going into the Columbus series you're obviously going to want to take a look at. Uh, The penalty killing, as we said, I mean, it gave up that, it counted as a five-on-five goal, but... 
kind of that one goal there. But other than that, Montreal, it was either Montreal sucked. Montreal or, sucks. Sorry. I don't, I don't Montreal wanna, was terrible. I don't want to be rude, but they are, in my opinion, easily the worst team in the entire playoffs. Well, yeah, they didn't even, they started practicing like almost at the same time that my men's league started, which is incredible because like I'm not in the NHL, I'm in the SVHL. And they, they started like two weeks ago. Max only got on the ice like two days ago. Yeah. Could you imagine stepping on the ice right now, being off for six months? No. I mean, you're going to be completely terrible. And he's supposed to be one of the best offensive players on that team. And I mean, we saw he had an open net and he missed it and hit him in the ribs. I mean, I don't know. Montreal clearly... I, I think they are They're looking at a French player I, at number one overall. I 100%. Uh, they're not looking... They, they know the Stanley Cup is not... I mean, Friedman even said, didn't someone have to visit the Canadians and say, hey guys, you have a playoff series to actually prepare for yeah, I, I and look like half an NHL team at least? I mean, it's going to kind of look embarrassing on the NHL if the 12th team that gets in, the, the market team that they needed in... Like just gets completely smacked. I think they are. Not to like, get into the predictions, but I think I think Pittsburgh is just the, the skill gap there is enormous. Honestly, and, I mean, I, if I could say something nice about Montreal, I've always been a fan of Nick Suzuki, and he looks really good. I think he's going to be a really good piece Nick going Suzuki. forward. Well, the pieces from the Pacioretty trade. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean. It was a tough look. Yeah, it was, it was a real tough look. Carey Price wasn't bad. Yeah. Carey Price played pretty well, just, but they, they got a lot of money tied up. In... Contrary to what the media believes, Carey Price is not going to carry you. Like he's not going to be the whole NHL team and beat the, the Pittsburgh. Like the X factor in this series is not Carey Price. He needs someone to actually be able to play in front of him. Like plain and simple. Um. I felt like my last, by closing notes, um, the big guys showed up. Uh, we gave up a couple too many chances off the rush. Uh, and Cody CC looks like he maintained a Cody CC kind of pace through this quarantine. I mean, not to get into the Columbus series too much, but obviously their offense does not have the firepower of some of the other teams we could have played. So it may not bite come back to bite them early on especially it seems like Muzzin and Hole will be their shutdown pairing which is just mm-hmm. good should go against uh, PLD's line but uh, I mean I, it, you'd be hard pressed to find any Leafs fan that's comfortable with Cody CC playing 20 minutes a night no not at all I mean it, like, I don't know like why do GMs like him he played like 20 minutes a night in Ottawa and then now all of a sudden he comes to Toronto and plays 20 minutes a night. I would have been happy if we just let him walk after that trade. Cody Cece was terrible tonight. I did not see one positive thing come out from this game. He gave up the breakaway, which he had to take a penalty on, which I thought it could have been a penalty shot there. And then another penalty after that, where he, it was interference or holding or whatever, because he was out of position because he can't skate. He can't do anything. He can't shoot. He can't hit. What does he do? I mean, he, he's he's very much like Zaitsev. He might be a little better than Zaitsev, which is more of a... I mean, Zaitsev... Zaitsev better. had two broken wrists when he plays hockey. But he passes like he has two broken wrists. The one thing that I'm hopeful for is that Sheldon Keefe will have a, him on a pretty tight leash in terms of, okay, maybe he's not scratched, but if you got to move up Dermot or Barry, and I know Riley Barry was quite a tire fire at times during the regular season, but... I yeah. think a lot of us would still prefer that over 
Riley Cece. So, 100%. and it seems like Sandin's not going to get in. That's another thing that's a little frustrating. Seems like Marinson is the seventh defenseman. So, I mean, that's another thing we can get into. But I, just we're just hopeful that they don't stick to the Cody Cece experiment yeah. to a fault here, where it comes back to bite them seriously. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any other notes from that game? Frederick Anderson looked good. I mean, Kelly Rudy referencing, oh, Frederick Anderson didn't play well because I read a bunch of articles online saying he let in a bunch of goals. Bro, we're playing, it's a scrimmage. Yeah. And there was and one he where he every, let in two. Yeah, and he, they put every good forward in terms of goal scoring on the other team. On the other team. So. And some of the scrimmages, like the first one is 6-5. He, he wasn't even in the net for half of the goals. And again, for a scrimmage. There was one game. I mean, I don't know if you, you saw Columbus's last scrimmage with the score. Are we comparing the scrimmages? With like the what was it? They it was, said it was 9-5, but Aaron It was like 9-6. It was 13-5. It, it was, yeah. Like, it was insane. 18... So. Goals, and you're supposed to be a defensive team. Yeah. You don't have your. I mean, it's a little overblown what he's saying about Anderson. I, I mean, believe it or not, I'm. The I'm media really, was back. Toronto media was yeah, back in full force tonight. Okay. Just and like it was evident that nothing had been going on because they were pulling narratives out of their behind. I mean, every single one where they reference, oh, like I heard this, I read this, whatever. Because we've been online so much and there hasn't been that much coming out from it, you knew exactly what they were referencing and you could, like, they're, they're BS, you could smell it from here. Wouldn't expect anything less, to be honest. I mean, it is what it is. Like, Freddie, in his Leafs career, has been a really good goalie. And you know what? If we just go off previous history, he's been pretty good in the playoffs. A couple bad games here and there to be expected, but... There's no Game 7 in this city. Exactly. All right. I, I mean, I, I think he's going to come out and he's going to play well, so... Yeah. I think that's good from the Montreal game. Anything else? Good tune-up. I mean, it's good yeah. to see him play. Yeah, I'm glad they got one. We heard a swear out. word. We heard a swear yeah, word. I think you're going to hear a bunch Montreal. of Montreal. I mean, they, they, had, they said they were on that delay, but... Uh, the one thing that is delayed that's kind of awkward is like the goal horn and the fake crowd noise. Yeah, that like stinks. Five seconds delayed after the goal, and it's, um, you almost may as well not even. Oh, have it. the the sky cam or whatever they do needs to be put in a hole and buried. Uh, I I hated that. There was they they almost like it, it, the I don't know on the on the the perfect goal they flipped it the first perfect goal they flipped it from like the sky cam to the regular. And it just looked... It was such an awkward transition. Like, I, I just hope they, like, take whoever's idea that was and, like, bring him into a room and put a hand on his shoulder and let him know that was a terrible idea. Just very nicely, though. Yeah, very nicely. But, I mean, overall, in terms of the aesthetic of the TV broadcast, I thought it was pretty good. Like, yeah. it kind of looks like an outdoor game to me where... If you pretend like it's in a yeah. big stadium, you can't you can't tell that it was like no. We're watching this Calgary versus Edmonton game that looks like the same rank. Yeah, it's. I mean, I Crazy. think it looks really. They did a pretty good job. I think all yeah. the sports leagues have done a good job, which is good. Uh, MLB. I, 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 yeah, I mean, in terms of the broadcast on TV. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it looks pretty good. I, I'm excited. I can't wait for a, a all full day of hockey. Honestly, it's gonna be great. If they were to put cardboard cutouts in the stands, oh, who would be God. one person that you would like to see a cardboard cutout of? 
driving Don Cherry, you know? Oh, just, yelling yeah. the, just yelling at the players as they walk in and like I saw Austin Matthews walking Twitter, in. If you had the Twitter app on your that. phone, it would probably yeah. set a blaze. No, I, I think it looks good. I'm, I'm excited. And it was cool to see the, the Leafs and Habs watch the overtime of the Pittsburgh Philly game. Yeah. In, in the little corner, which was, which was, was fun. Which was fun. See, I think you're going to see a lot of that. You saw some of it in the NBA as well. It's mm-hmm. cool. Again, Unprecedented times. Try some fun stuff. Who cares? Like, yeah, I'm just happy we get to play. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, my last note is that uh, Muzzin sent Belzeal into who? Belzeal, for those who do, who don't know, is an NHL player. Apparently, uh, I don't know where the Habs pulled him out of. Uh, possibly some sort of alleyway in Montreal where they were short and they just needed someone they brought him up I don't know I've never heard of this guy until I'm going to be completely honest I hadn't heard of him until he got completely run over by Muzzin who was out of position on that play and that's why he was coming back and running him over but anyways I think we beat this exhibition game to a pulp here um let's move on to the Leafs and Columbus series um any knee-jerk reactions on this one um, I think still to be, uh, we didn't see anything from the exhibition game that either worried me or changed my opinion mm-hmm. at all. I think overall, if you want to analyze it, Columbus is a good team. They, they're all, they feel like, it feels like they've been the same type of team for a couple of years now where they got a good roster. They got up and down the lineup. They have good players. Mm-hmm. They're probably missing a good amount of top end talent, mm-hmm. but it's a, they have pretty good depth. But again, it's like, Good depth for a middle of the pack team. Like they see, they they scream an eight nine seed that squeaks into the playoffs, and I feel like they've been like that for a while. The strongest part of their team, in my opinion, is their defense. So their defense. It's going to be interesting though because Tortorella's kind of gone back and forth of whether or not he's going to put Orensky and Seth Jones together or he's going to split them up. In my opinion, I think it would be smarter for him to split them up because I'm sorry, you, you can't. As good as the rest of their defense is, you almost want one of those guys against Tavares and Matthews line all the time. So that's going to be an interesting little matchup play. I think the goaltending is a question as good as Elvis was, it was for 30 games. It was a streak. And it was 122 22 games ago now. We know how goalies can be. It's a five-game series. We saw how Vasilevsky was for five games last year when Columbus upset them. It, it's We've so- seen goalies put on similar streaks. And if you remember, Michael Hutchinson... For all you Leaf fans who remember him, Michael Hutchinson was almost an all-star one year because he went on a good little streak, about the same number of games that Elvis Merzlikens was in. I'm not saying Elvis Merzlikens is Michael Hutchinson. I'm saying goalies can get hot and they can get real, real cold just as fast. Absolutely. I completely agree with the goaltending. We've seen Corpus Allo was not that great last year, whereas his counterpart uh, was actually not that great for most of the season as well. But um, he he got a little better this year. He looked pretty decent. Uh, I don't know who they're going to put in. I'm guessing it's going to be Merce Leakins. And, I mean, that's one thing to watch. Goalies can be up and down. And as you said, 122 games ago. So that'll be a very – the back end in, in the goaltending – uh, will be very interesting to watch for Columbus up front. I mean, I just don't. Like their first two lines are both <laughs> solid second lines on a team. Like, I mean, yeah. It, but it, 
compare this to the teams that the Leafs have played before in the playoffs. Washington and Boston. And this Boston. is a major, major step down in yeah. talent level. And that's with the utmost respect to Columbus. They have some good players. Keep in mind what they lost last year. Mm-hmm. They lost Artemi Panarin and they lost Matt Duchesne for, I mean, for the playoff yeah. part. I mean, those are two guys that they really didn't replace. They replaced them in-house. Pierre-Luc Dubois is a good center. Is he a bona fide number one center in the NHL? I don't think he's there yet. Not he's not going to be there. Wenberg's been an absolute up-and-down player his entire career. Is he a guy that you want going against John Tavares? I would say that Tavares will eat him up. Like, And they got good wingers. Bjorkstrand's good. Atkinson's good. Nyquist is good. But these are all like middle six-ish to... Borderline top six wingers. Atkinson's been good, but he's also been inconsistent. Like Bjork's trying again, extremely inconsistent, injury prone. Like, and their third line is has Nick Felino and Boone Jenner, who both have had good seasons in the past. Were they good players this year? I would not qualify them as that. Best. And okay, so let's say they put Liam Foodie, who they're calling up from, who's played two games in the NHL. Yeah. Quick player, but if I'm looking at that, and that's Playing against, even if, let's say that ends up matching up against the Leafs' third line. You got Robertson, Kerfoot, and Kaplan. Those guys are going to have a distinct skill and speed advantage against that third line for Columbus. All right. And sure, Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno might be a little tougher, but I'm telling you that the foot speed advantage there is going to be great. And you know what? I really think the Leafs should clean this up in four games max. I, I mean, I know it's hard because it's a five-game series. Most of these series will probably go to five games. Yeah. Just as a nature of how, I mean, how these games work. Disastrous this could be. Exactly. But, I, I mean, I hate to be the least homer, but this series, it almost, the good thing is, though, the type of hockey that Torch is going to put out there is going to be a really good, I don't want to get ahead of myself, it'd be a great tune-up series, mm-hmm. right? Leafs should have been in the playoffs. So they have, they have to be in this play, and that's fine. It's a good first-round matchup. You know, like, play responsibly, play free, get your get the jitters out, go win, and get some confidence going for the next round. That's yeah. that's my, my take on it. Why don't you, even if you have any counterpoints, let me know. I mean, yeah, like, the, the, like, if both teams are playing to their full potential, we all know the Toronto Maple Leafs will blow these guys out of Lake Ontario. Like, all the way to kingdom come kind of thing um but we've seen them disappoint us they disappointed us pretty well all season this year there was some like the west coast road trip was an absolute nightmare i don't know what that was and that yet that that's an eerily similar team to what we're putting out there for the playoffs right now um and then against columbus who's a very structured team very good defensively very good penalty killing but they can't score. So what's going to happen this series? I can see like the worst, like worst comes to worst. I don't even know if I should say this. No, we're going to skip it. Uh, anyways, say it. I'll say it. say it. Like where the Leafs lose and where we saw this past regular season, I'll reference the game that they lost was just mistakes and being dumb and not like, playing hockey it seems like just sleepwalking kind of thing when you look at that game where they lost 4-3 look at the goals Uh, one of them was Marner just on a complete pizza uh, on the power play I think too no pressure on him 
to the other team and then they scored on that one okay another one was an absolute defensive breakdown for the ages where the guy just walked right through Matthews I think it was and even Frederick Anderson's got to stop that one um, and then the third goal, I think, was off of a rebound or something. It was a bad rebound by Frederick Anderson. So just a combination of guys like, come on, like, what are you doing out there kind of thing? But then we saw after Marner made that mistake, he went up the other way and scored. And then after that, Matthews also scored and then Nylander scored. So it's that they need, I hate to throw the cliche out there, they need to play consistently and they need to stick to a full 60 like you, you can't let them in this at all because you're so much more skilled than they are. Um, it's truly a skill versus structure type series. It really, really is. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, you're not going to see the level of skill from the Leafs forwards that you are. For it's kind of similar to what the Islanders Panthers series. It is. really is. It's pretty much exactly the same, except I think the skill gap is a little less in that series. But you're right, exactly the same. Like. Like if they if they lose this series, it's gonna be the most painful hockey you will ever watch in your You're entire right. life. Uh, You'll want to burn everything in your house, whether or not it's a Leaf jersey or not. You're gonna to want to burn everything to the ground, pretty much, because it's gonna be. That's the only way I see them losing. And when you when you think about ways that Columbus can win, it's almost similar to last year how they beat Tampa. I know again, different team. They lost two huge pieces, three when you include the goaltender. But again, they got Tampa rattled, and it it seemed like threw them off their game plan. Other than the first period of the first game, Columbus dictated the rest of the series, and Tampa felt like they could get no momentum. That's exactly what it would feel like if Columbus wins this series. It'll feel like the Leafs are almost pressing; they're turning the puck over, and Columbus is just grinding them out. And it's going to be frustrating. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be pretty. The, the way that Columbus wins this series is ugly hockey. Yeah. As bad as that. That's exactly. How, and they know that. Don't. John John Tortellini. Johnny John that. Tortellini knows that too. Why do you think he's had all these quotes from their scrimmages about how bad they've been playing and inconsistent? Like, do you really Ooh. think they're playing that poor? No. He wants these guys locked in to play the exact type of hockey that he likes. Stay woke. Do you think that the Columbus goalies actually gave up 16 goals in a scrimmage or? Is Tortellini playing head games? Have you seen any footage from Columbus's scrimmages? I have not. I have not either. Did they even have a scrimmage? Or did John have them running the power, the penalty kill the whole time? I don't know. But obviously, very exciting to see that back. August 2nd, 8 p.m. Is that the... Yes, sir. So it's an acceptable time to drink because Ontario has the day off the next day. I mean... Any if. time would have been acceptable for the return of hockey. I mean, <laughs> just happened to be back. Five o'clock somewhere. Um, but I had a point, but typical, I forgot it. It came to me. It was, it was a good one, too. So just pretend I said something smart there. Eight o'clock uh, start, baby. Eight o'clock start. Um, I think we pretty much covered every... Oh, who's your surprise playoff hero? From One from each team will go. Leafs and Columbus. Um, I think if it's Columbus, you're probably looking at someone like Cam Atkinson. I mean, we've seen him score 40 goals in a season. He's a game breaker. He's I still looks like he drinks juice boxes. Nothing wrong with juice boxes, no, but it know. still looks like he drinks juice but boxes. He's, just the nature of the way he plays. He's been there. Had times when he's been an absolute all star, and he's had mm-hmm. times where he's gone 
10, 15 games without scoring. He's, he signed a he's what he signed like a thirty-six million dollar yeah. deal and then got scratched like five games yeah, later. The player he is, he's very much a up and down player, but you know he brings something to the table that Columbus does not have throughout their line. He is a game breaker. He can mm-hmm. score. Think of him like a Phil Kessel type almost, right? He can he, he might play five games of that we never see him. We never hear his name called. But he may score three goals. Like I, I could see it go either way. For the Leafs, I think this is William Nylander's time. I mean, it's been a lot. He's taken a lot of crap from a lot of people. I think he looked good in this game. I think he's had a really good season. He probably would have flirted with 40 goals. Is that ridiculous to say? He would have been close. Would have been close. Would have been very close. Um, and I think putting Hyman on that line, I mean, he's going to help them. I really think Nylander is going to have a a terrific playoff. To add on to that, he doesn't have to play center in these playoffs. At all. And he gets to play with Matthews the whole time. Breaking news. Nazem Kadri will not get suspended for the Toronto Maple Leafs in these playoffs. That's my hot take. For for, the Toronto Maple Leafs. For the Toronto Maple Leafs. For the uh, the Colorado Avalanche, I don't know. Um, Before I give my game breaker for... Nice job. Elite Prospects not loading right now. Um, But... How did Alexander Texier do last year in the playoffs? I remember, I yeah, swear I remember good. he did pretty damn good. He was quite good out of nowhere. He's possibly one of my game breakers. He had two, he had two goals in that series, I believe, or two goals in the playoffs. Yes. Um, but you know what? I'm going to stick to the big guns. I think the big guns win you championships. And I'm going to, I think PLD is going to be insanely important this series. I think he's going to, we're going to see him play 25 minutes plus per game. Uh, obviously, the back end is going to be important. Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, David Savard even is going to have a big defensive assignment there. Ryan Murray possibly too, um, if he doesn't get injured because he's made of glass. But I'm going to stick with that. PLD um, obviously drafted third in the Matthews draft. Uh, the best offensive player on this team. Uh, and he's their number one center and he's going to have a big task against either Matthews or Tavares. Uh, so it'll be see- interesting to see how uh, Tavar- uh, Tortellini uh, deploys him. However, I think it's going to be 25 minutes a game in every single zone. Um, and watch out for him. He's going to be a big agitator in this series as well. Oh, yeah. You're going to see Columbus taking some shots after the whistle, trying to get trying to get the boys flustered. But, I, I, I mean, as we said before, I think... This is uh, an open and shut case. I think, to, not to interrupt before you go to your leaf, I think Leafs fans will absolutely hate Boone Jenner by the end of this. Oh, yeah. I like Similar to Tom Wilson in the Washington series. That's very I, true. I, I almost forgot about that. They're going to be quite irritated by him. And, you know, he plays his role well, but again... He's a nasty. You can... I mean, our fours are very skilled. And now, not that he's not a skilled player. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Again, we'll see how, how, how the dynamics play out in the first couple games. We'll know a lot. We'll learn a lot game one for sure. We'll learn a lot. Um, and then the other, the, the like a surprise. I was supposed to say a surprise, not a guy. Well, screw it. Anyways, uh, for the Leafs, I've loved Ilya Mikhaev all camp. I loved him in this exhibition game here. Uh, you almost forget, like, because he was out, he was out for so long. He was out since he hasn't played. This is his first game in 2020 here, and we're all the way in almost August. So you forget he he's such an important piece. He's such a good complementary piece to that Tavares and Marner line there. Just his skating is incredible. He's got that really long reach with his stick there that he's able to create space. Uh, 
off the the defense have to respect his speed that he's got there but he's also really good at stopping up and either like just dropping the puck or making a good pass because he's got that space he's, he's got those lanes and when you're feeding it to a couple of magicians like he's gotten his line Marner and Tavares you're gonna see all you're gonna see a good amount of points put up by uh Ilya Mikhaev. um and then yeah I don't I According to this game, I don't have too many concerns about Frederick Anderson. As I said before, no game seven, so we're clear on that one. Um, this Oilers Flames game that we have on right now, I highly recommend looking into some highlights for it because this is not this is not an exhibition series. There's been some there's been some nasty hits and there's been some fights after the whistle. I love it. But back to Makayev, fun stat I heard today when he got injured. At that point, he was second on the Leafs in 5v5 points. Wow. So, and this is not a guy that's going to just be along for the ride. And even if he is just a complimentary piece on that line, that'd be great. Well, that's a, I say complimentary in the sense that, like, Zach Hyman is a nice complimentary piece. But I think he can even contribute more offensively. Mm -hmm. He might not be as tough on the puck. He might not be as good of of a Mm -hmm. puck retriever. But I think he has the potential to be a legitimate contributor Mm -hmm. on that line from what we've seen so far, which would be huge. Huge. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think we've beat this. How many games is this series going to go? You said... Leafs in four. Leafs in four? Uh, I'll say... I'll stick with that too. I mean, you don't want to... You don't want to get a little overconfidence and jinx it and say the other number that's in your head. Um, But I think we've gone through pretty much everything Leafs in this one. Um... Obviously, the defense is going to be a focal point on, in this series. I think it's going to hold up. I think the offense is going to be able to carry them through it. So, let's move on. we got our playoff predictions. You ready for those? Yes, sir. Okay, let's start in the East. So, we went through 8 versus 9. Let's go through 5 versus 12. Montreal, Pittsburgh. Uh, right away, who are you picking? How many games? Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Pittsburgh looked good today. They looked fast. Even with Malcolm's turnover, they still look good. They are mm-hmm. just much more talented. They're a much better team. I mean, was, I don't think it's going to be remotely close. To be honest, Montreal has no business being in this playoffs. Yeah. No was, Murray in, was Murray in net for those first two goals I heard? Something like that? I didn't yeah, get to I'm quite not, watch it. I know but Murray's been up and down or injured, but I think they got Jari, too. Yeah, I think he'll, Jari will. I'm... I don't know who's going to start that series, but again, I, I think the same sort of thing. I mean, Pittsburgh just looks so much better than what Montreal has. Crosby, there was those injury concerns, but he looked fine today. Latang healthy as well. Malkin healthy. Then they got everyone else. I mean, what more can you ask? There's not really much to cover on this series. I think it's going to be a smash fest. And if it's not, you can come back, clip this section, and call us a bunch of idiots. I think it's the most I, I encourage. It is. It is. Um, other, and then next up, uh, as we we did reference this series, Islanders versus the Panthers. Uh, who you got in that one? How many games? I think this is going to be, again, an interesting series. I mean, I feel like the Islanders have been riding a lot of good shooting luck and a lot of good goaltending mm-hmm. luck for almost two years now. I think this is probably the series where it comes back to, to bite them. In my opinion, if I had to pick one team that this format benefits the most, it is 100% the, the Florida Panthers. 
Their team should have been a no-brainer playoff team this year. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. I know the, the division's tough. I get it. But that the amount of talent they have, the moves they made in the offseason, if Bobrovsky even played average, they would be in a playoff spot. That's how poor yeah. he's played this year. And you know what? I'll bet you this time off has done him well, too. Yeah. And, and he's going to come out. I think he's going to play really well. Their forwards are absolutely stacked. I mean, <laughs> again, it's almost as lopsided as the Leafs versus Columbus for the forwards. I think Florida's going to come out. I think I think they're going to win. Again, pretty, it's hard to say because there's so much variance in this. There's no there's, home team. Yeah. It's a empty arena game. There's only five games in a series. But I, I'm going to take Florida here in Florida. Florida's much more skilled, but how are they going to show up versus like versus the Islanders? You know, Barry Trotz has been game planning. But then you have Joe Quenville on the other end. My big thing with uh, Bobrovsky, and it was quite obvious why he started very poorly and like obviously you get paid you get a little lazy i don't know if that was the case with him however the change from columbus to florida in terms of game pace was astronomical he was not facing this kind of offense um like this kind of speed and this these kinds of shots in columbus so it was a huge adjustment for him his numbers started to go up a little bit but then again again not good enough um i, I i'm going florida in five in this one simply because I think it's sim it's going to be very similar to the Leafs series in the sense that if the Islanders win, you're going to, like, for the one Florida fan that exists, you're going to want to burn everything to the ground because it's going to be ugly. Um, next series uh, next series that we got on is the tap the is the Hurricanes and the Rangers. This is another one that you... Like, the analytics all point towards Carolina. I looked them all over, up and down. Everything po points towards Carolina. However, I don't know. If, I don't think Dougie Hamilton's playing, which kind of stinks for them. But the Rangers were doing pretty. I mean, again, similar to the Islanders, that kind of shooting lock. They do have a lot more skill than the Islanders, obviously, and they did have a much better. They had a very good record in the second half of the year. They were catching fire. They did get Shesterkin up, who blew everyone out of the water. Uh, but So I'm going with the Rangers, simply <laughs> simply because I own more Rangers gear. That's how I'm making this decision. It's a coin flip. I like the Rangers goaltending better than the, the, the Hurricanes, but... You have to respect the you have to respect the nerds and you have to respect the numbers and you have to respect the spreadsheets because it all signs point towards the hurricanes in that series. I mean, I think it, on the contrary to what I said about Florida, if there's a team that was hurt the most by this, I think it may have been the Carolina Panthers. I'm or sorry, Carolina Panthers. Thinking football, the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they were the sixth seed. They were probably going to end up playing Washington again. It looked like, again, there's too many games to tell, but they were locked in a playoff spot. And now it's not like Pittsburgh where they, let's be honest, that Montreal series, it's a tune-up series. Like They're not, they're not playing but a great Carolina, team. But with Carolina, Pesci was out for the year. Hamilton was out for the year. Um, didn't they acquire... Both those guys Sammy, are still unlikely to play. Was Sammy Vatanen yeah, acquired by the team? I don't even know if he was supposed to play. No, but so. here's, my th here's my thought process on that. Almost every team got help with it. Yeah. Right? So, but I mean, get drawing New York in the first round. With, they got a Hart Trophy candidate who might mm. even win the award. They, they should. Got, they have a pretty deep forward crew. I know I know the Rangers traded Grady Shea to Carolina, but Brady Shea's not that good. Exactly. And again, <laughs> they were riding they were riding a really hot goalie in Igor Shesterkin. And it's not 
This is not an Elvis Merzlikens t- s- uh, situation, by the way. Hat tip to me for pronouncing both of those names. But Shes- we've known about Shostakovich for a while now. We've expected yeah. him to be this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, this could be—he's the type of guy that could swing this series. Peter Mrazek's been a consistent goalie in his career, but I definitely think I'd give New York the goaltending. Well, he's been the office, opposite well, I mean, of consistent. I mean, he's been, how about, it's not consistent. He's been a consistently average. He's an average goalie. He's been consistently average since he joined the Hurricanes, correct. Right, okay, I, I understand in Detroit's had many yeah. average. But he's, he's, he's not a goalie to the level of what Shishir can No, he's not, he's, he's not like a top-level starting goalie in the NHL. And, and like you said, the, Bottom the, half. the Dougie Hamilton injury is huge. He's arguably the best player on Carolina outside maybe Sebastian Ajo, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. huge, huge injury. And who knows when he may come back. We've heard that the injury may not be as bad as people say. Who knows? But I think it's fair to count him out for the first round. So That's I think Carolina is a team where if they can get past the Rangers, they can make a lot of noise like last season. But it's going to be, I think this is maybe the tightest series to call in, in the first play in round. I'm really having trouble. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to take Carolina in five. Okay. But it's a very much a coin flip. With yeah. the injuries and the goaltending. I'm going Rangers in five. Okay. I think I, I'm going to stick with Carolina, but it, it's tight. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then let's go to the West. Um, I don't think it's really going to be. Like, I think, that, although we're not seeing a very good performance out of them in this uh, in this. Uh, exhibition game here the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets um, Winnipeg obviously this season was just carried by Connor Hellebuck he should be the runaway favorite for Vesna. they lost Jacob Truba they lost Dustin Bufflin they um, gained what was his name from New York he's not even that great but whatever uh, like Neil that Pion. Neil Pion. he actually They're, played better than I thought mm-hmm. they're back at, it wasn't Josh Morrissey injured too for a little while yep yeah, like their their back end is just it's terrible, it's terrible, and they gave up so many shots and so many good chances and just if you dig deep into the numbers, Connor Hellbuck was a hell of a goalie this year and the number one reason why the Jets were fighting for a playoff spot there. I mean they do have some good offensive players. Obviously they got Line, they got Shifley, they got Kyle Connor, they got Nikolai Ehlers, but I mean signs to me are pointing towards the 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 flames but i mean these are unprecedented times so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the winnipeg jets simply because i think connor hallibuck is going to carry them past um connor hallibuck is going to continue to carry this team i don't see either of the the flames as goalies stepping up and being big we've seen the the flames as big guys go silent in big times last year so um, I'm creating this narrative. I don't. I don't like to create sort of a, a storyline and a narrative to uh, to kind of show who's going to win a series. But to hell with it. I uh, yeah, I'm going with the Jet. Jets in five. It's interesting because this is not the same Jets team of years past where they've had extremely deep forward groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're top heavy. They still got Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, and and Lyon, eh, who can pretty much win a series on on his own with mm-hmm. his shot. But this is not the same team that was so deep that Kevin Hayes was playing on the fourth line last year in the playoffs. This is, he shouldn't have been, but yes. This is a much, much different Winnipeg Jets team. And, I mean, are you confident with Cody Eakin as your number two center? Brian Nettles not playing? I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Damn. Um, and again, 
even their defense. It's not the same defense core that we've known for the last couple years. It's a different Jets team. I really think it's a it's a, quite a difference between them and Calgary. Calgary also did not play well in the regular season. They got a little hotter late post deadline, mm-hmm. but again, um, it's a, I think it's a tight series. But I'll, I'll give the edge to to the Flames here. I think Brian Little is not playing. Yeah, correct. They, they're deeper up, up front. I think. I think um, they definitely underperformed this year versus expectation. But it's still a really good team. I mean, that D core to it is such an advantage with with Geo, with Brody, with Anderson, Hannafin. Like they're they're deep. They are a deep team overall. They this is a team that can make a run. This is a team that can make a run. Again, I feel like we've been saying this about Calgary for three years now. How's the goaltending? Up in the air. <laughs> and, and, and that's again, we know that that can cost you a series, especially when you're playing a team that clearly has a better goalie than you. Halibut, I think people were even talking about a Hart Trophy nomination for him. That's how he was close to that, should've, apparently. Apparently, he was close, and he deserved it. He played great all year. But I think, I think it's gonna it's gonna run out for the Jets this year. I think I'll take Calgary in five in a tough series. I think they're just a little deeper up front and a little deeper on the blue line. Mm-hmm. I think that will close the, the difference in the goaltending, and I think that will be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Good one. Okay. Um, so I'm going Jets in five. You're going Flames in five. Um, Oilers, Blackhawks, to me, this is the most lopsided series in the West. Um, we're seeing the Oilers buzz right now. I mean, Leon's looking good. Connor's looking good. Um, they're getting some saves from uh, Mikko Koskinen in there. Uh, and Corey Crawford's joining the team now, but he really he hasn't been on the ice in like six months. He's been carrying the... the their goaltending has been carrying them this year, which is not saying much because they finished 12th place. Um, this is not the, the Blackhawks of yore. Uh, I'm going Oilers in four. Yeah, I, I think uh, Oilers are much better. <clears throat> You got two studs up front for them. I think with Crawford, maybe Chicago had a chance. If he doesn't play, which it seems like he is going to play, but maybe not the first game. I, I just it's going to be tough for him to get into a rhythm too, coming back from all that. After all this, as a goalie, not seeing shots for this long, and what having two practices and playing in a playoff game against those forwards, it, it's it, it's tough. Uh, Chicago again, they're not a bad team. Should they be in the playoffs? Uh, but I'll take the Oilers as well. I got the Oilers in three. Okay. I don't think it's a sweep. Um, this next season, so is Kaprizov playing? This next season is Van- the next series. We're doing Vancouver, Minnesota. Uh, we're gonna look that up. But Vancouver, pretty decent year. Uh, Quinn Hughes. I mean, I don't think really kind of surprised people. I mean, everyone knows how good he was. Um, he showed it in his short NHL debut last season, but showed it at Michigan, showed it at the World Juniors. I mean, everyone should have known the name Quinn Hughes um, coming into this season, but he was very good. Um, the addition of um, what was it, Tyler Toffoli well, was a good one. He's, he's a tremendous player. Not tremendous. He's a decent player as well. Tanner Pearson had a surprise year for them. Um, they got Josh Levo, who's a nice little surprise factor I like, simply because he's got that huge shot that you almost wouldn't su- uh, expect out of him. And then their goaltending was 
much better this year with uh, Jacob Markstrom in net. So uh, the Minnesota Wild were obviously pretty boring all year. Um, very like almost flat line. I don't know what it is with the, the Wild. They're always so flat line. Seems like but I think they got a little better after they fired uh, Brucey. Uh, Brucey, uh, I had a good name, nickname for him. Uh, Brucey Sostains. Um, but yeah, this is, I almost want to say fairly even series. What do you think about it? I think it's even as well. I think Minnesota, again, got better after they fired Bruce Boudreau, which for some reason seems to have it for a lot of teams, even though he's quite a good coach. It seems to get fired after successful seasons. But I think a guy that I've been on his bandwagon for a while, Kevin Fiala, is really good for them this mm. year. Definitely better than Granlin. They, they regret made a mistake there. And you look at Minnesota's forward court. It's deep. I mean, there's players. They, they right now they got Donato and, and Miko Koivu with Ryan Hartman on their fourth line. Like that's it's pretty good. Bad. A fourth line, right? I mean, Galchenyuk had 56 in his career. I don't know what's going on with him, but at one point he had, he was a 30 goal scorer. He's right. on the third line, and, and um, you know they got good defense. Right? Devin Dubnik's whatever. Yeah, He's okay. It's, it's an issue, but you know I, I'm going to actually take Minnesota. Here's why. Yeah. I really think. Vancouver was overrated this year. Vancouver's probably going to be good, but their bad players are so bad. Their bottom six is so poor. As good as Elias Pedersen's been, as good as Bo Horvat's been, as good as JT Miller's been, and again, as good oh, as JT Quinn, Miller, that was a guy. That as good as Quinn Hughes has been, who has been unbelievable. Their, their bottom, season. their bottom. First of all, their fourth line with Jay Beagle dragging it down like. Jay Beagle plays big minutes for them. Antoine Roussel is a pest, but not a great player. Like, it, it just... Their poor players have... If you look at the stats, too, they've been really bad. And, I don't know. We'll see. I really like Quinn Hughes as well. I think he should win the Calder, to be honest. But, um... I think... I really think it's going to be a tight series. I'm going to take mm-hmm. the Wild in five. Um... I mentioned Levo. He's not even playing. Nice job. Oh, my God. I'm on fire. Um, I'm going Vancouver Canucks simply because I, I love Elijah Pedersen. I think he's going to take over this series. Um, and I really liked how Markstrom played this year. I think he's going to wildly outduel Devin Dubnik in this one. Um, I think this is the last series that we got. Yep. Beauty. Uh, the Coyotes, the John Chikalist Coyotes, and the Nashville Predators. Um, you want to start us off in this one? Yeah, so I have a uh, an Amber Alert out for the Nashville Predators forwards because they didn't show up this year. They really didn't. I mean, all the way down the list. If, if a defenseman is leading your point, your team in scoring by a wide margin, and you have forwards making the kind of money that Nashville does, that is unacceptable. Yeah. And you know what? It's not like they're bad players. These are good, good hockey players. And I think this is a chance for these guys to really step up. I'm looking at you, Matthew Shane. I'm looking at you, Ryan Johansson. These are two guys that have all the talent in the world. And they just need to put it together. Kyle Turris, too. Kyle Turris, Kyle Turris too. Kyle. Kyle Turris. I mean, look, go down the list. Forsberg underperformed this year. Arvidsson underperformed this year. Forsberg kind of got injured. Granlin yeah, severely underperformed compared to what they thought. And I really think that... Nashville's going to take this one. Also, yeah. not only were, did I think that going into this week, but the they absolute... They started heating up. They started uh, yeah. heating up towards the end. And the absolute mess right now with the Coyotes oh. is definitely not helping. No, as much as it's a very 
crazy year with with COVID-19 and you, you know everyone's going to be playing free flowing hockey. There's no way they're not thinking about the fact that their GM just resigned five days before the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. They gotta be. And the Coyotes are a good team, but again, I don't know. I, I just don't think they stack up well against the, the Predators either. The Coyotes are deep, but they unless Taylor Hall really ends up being a game breaker, which he wasn't for them. They don't score enough goals. And if Nashville's forwards perform to the level that they should, mm-hmm. they should really win this series pretty handily. Yeah. I mean, the one X factor I mean, that the Coyotes do have is their goaltending. And Kemper is going to probably to start this one, but he was insane when he was in the net this year. He, he was very good. Um, I look like a clown because I thought he was a total write-off of a goaltender coming out of Minnesota, I believe, and then he revived his career in L.A., as we've seen a couple of guys do now. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, as you you said, the distraction in John Chayka quitting, I think, could be detrimental to this team. But what I really like about the Predators, they were starting to show their true colors, I think, towards the end of the year. Look at this defense corps. Ryan Ellis, Ryan, uh, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm. I think Dante Favreau is young, but he's going to be a tremendous uh, player uh, in years to come. And I think he was decent this year too. But the first three guys I listed are like, Yossi's elite. Ryan Ellis is very, very good. And um, Matthias Ekholm is also a very, very good player as well. And then on forward, you got guys like, you, you don't have scrubs up there. You're paying Matt Duchesne like 10 mil a year. He's got to start to show up. Like, toss the guitar out, you absolute clown. Um, Ryan Johansson, as I might have mentioned already. Um, Cal Yarncroft is going to be a good depth player for them as well. Um, but, I mean, they have a decent forward core up there. I think this could be... I think this could end up being a lopsided series in here. I don't think Kemper's going to get much help up front, and I think the Coyotes are um, the Coyotes are going to get handed to them, if that makes sense. I, th- I think the Preds are going to win. Damn it. I think so, too. I think it, it probably benefits them, too, that there's not really a goalie controversy for Nashville. I feel like it's been brewing for a couple years now that Saros is overtaking Rene, and Rene really just wasn't good this year. And I think Saros is a clear mind. He's a starter. He's going to come in. I think he's going to play really well for them. And I think they're going to take him four. Okay. Any closing notes? I mean, I'm excited to watch hockey. I think I think the, the format, including the lottery, is a little convoluted. But it gives us more hockey. I'm not going to complain about it. Makes yeah. it for a fun playoff pool. For anyone who does a playoff pool draft, I mean, a lot, of more, a lot more players to draft could play some more games. Um... I'm interested to see, honestly, how the top four seeds in each conference come out in these not exhibition games, but kind of seeding games, which is... I think you're going to see a lot of, like, they're going to switch between each goalie, obviously, to give them reps, but, like, I I, I mean, I think these guys are competitors, and it's going to be some fun hockey. No, I I think so, too. A lot of experimenting, a lot of different guys shuffling in and out, but I think it's still going to be some fun hockey, and these games do mean something. So, I mean, it's the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. you got to give your finals prediction, no? Oh, I did this once, and I, I said that... Uh, didn't I say St. Louis is going to be out first round, but they're going to win the Cup? Yeah. Uh, some, no, I think it was, you said that about Winnipeg. Something like that. I can't remember. Something of the sort. That was Maybe, insane. Yeah, yeah, that was a um, My Stanley Cup prediction, if the Toronto Maple Leafs cease to be, exist as a, a hockey team tomorrow... That's how I'm going to play about it. 
Um, uh, I think people are sleeping on uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in the West. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are out for blood in the East. Um, I think I think it's going to be a party in Vegas. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to do that right now with what's going on there in the disease. But I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick the Vegas Golden Knights. I think I think uh, Robin Leonard is going to be. I was going to say if they make the the wise decision. And not that Fleury's been bad this year. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good, though. And Robin, we know Robin Leonard. He, last two years, has been a terrific goal. And if they, they say they're going to rotate for now, which is actually a good thing, because I think they're going to realize they're, they're exactly, better goalie. They're going to realize that Leonard is a better goalie. And I, I agree with you, actually, Joe. If they ride Robin Leonard, I think they're going to ride him all the way to the finals. As for from the East, I think... Tampa Bay as well. I think Vegas and Tampa Bay as a final. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to win, though. I, I think this is the year for them to win. Stammer going to come back? I, I, I think he'll be back by... A lot of talent. Yeah. And there's a lot of time for him to come back, too, right? It's a two-month playoff. Hopefully, he can be back for some time, maybe round two, round three. Um, I want to root for the Leafs, but I can't pick them. I don't want to give them that jinx. I picked them last year. They lost in seven. That was a heartbreaker. Yeah. So, I'll be rooting hard for them, though. Okay. Alright, that wraps everything up. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, subscribe. We're on YouTube too. Instagram, Twitter. Pretty much any, anywhere you turn your head. Um, yeah. Keep following us. Love you guys.